still on coming to you through the Stay Woke Podcast. Welcome to my show. Could you be more specific? Uh, one of the things I want to touch on on today's episode is about with what uh, the album just came out with J. Cole. And one of the big topics today has been about moving the culture forward. So one of the things I want to touch on in particular when you start talking about culture is the levels of culture vultures. Now, some people just attribute that from a, a racial standpoint, but a lot of it is, is are people that are in your art form really there because they really love and appreciate the art form and they want to make money while they do that? Or is it just a way to monetize uh, something that's popular and make a great living off of that? So, for example, one of the big things that was um, a big issue was, I think, that rapper Little Pump, who was known for that Gucci Gang song, I think, oddly enough. You know, I don't really listen to him. I, I know he's 17. And uh, to me, the funniest part of that song was when they spoofed it on SNL and called it Tucci Gang. Because it's a comedy song. And I think at some points, especially when you are older, like a lot of my generation is, is we got to realize it's different pockets to why certain music is what it is. It's like we got to start looking at them like films in a way. Like Gucci Gang is like a low-budget horror movie that may or may not be good, but it'll be hot for a second and then it'll go away. And that's okay. As far as with J. Cole, J. Cole is in the category like Drake and Kendrick where these guys are chasing Oscars like they're the best in their field so when they do something it has to matter the way we judge them shows that we we critique them if they make a song that's considered okay but if you were to compare it to someone else it's considered a really good song but that's just the standard that they've set that they're not in a position where they can just make okay music low pump it doesn't matter it's just it's a fun catchy song and and that's what you should start treating it as Soldier Boy's Crank That is a dumb, fun song. It's catchy, and it still sounds, you know, okay to listen to now, even though that was back in 2007. But if Soldier Boy started going around saying he's one of the best lyricists of the game, then it'd be like, well, wait a minute. You're entertaining. No one said because you're entertaining that means that you're considered really good. It just means you're entertaining. And there's some rappers... And some people in that field where they're entertaining, but they're also good. Like Cameron and Ludacris are actually really good rappers who are entertaining and fun. That's a that's a real thing with them. Cameron might arguably be the, the greatest comedy rapper I've ever heard before in my life. He literally probably is that. You know, and, and he still doesn't really get, I think, enough. I think he gets respect overall. But I don't think he gets enough of just do, but who who am I to really judge that? That's just really my personal opinion about him, because lyrically, he can go toe-to-toe with a lot of these young guys that are out here now. But again, it's a generational thing. But in regards to the argument with with that, in terms of being a culture vulture and being someone that, are you really doing it for the right reasons? You may not agree with every song that came out on J. Cole's album, and I've heard a lot of it. And... um and the album is really good. And what he's really trying to do is he's holding other rappers accountable. And he's holding you accountable based off of your content, too. Um, this is something that Kid Cudi talked about years ago, too, about moving away from the traditional themes that a lot of times 
people in our, in this art form of music just stick to. And and I think that affected him and why his love for it probably started to diminish because after a while it's like how how much longer can you keep talking about this kind of stuff? But you know we go through these cycles all the time. Um, ja Rule was someone that interesting you know enough he transitioned away from doing holla holla to you know put it on me and but that made sense considering when you looked at his overall makeup as an artist he's a married man with kids so when he started doing those type of songs that made sense to do now there's some people that have done it and you'd be like well i don't know if you should be doing it but it's commercial, so they'll make those songs and and people will listen to them and they'll go along with it. But overall, you know, in re- in relation to that, I think that's what J Cole album's done. As far as Lil Pump, they're he's just in they they're in two different worlds. You know, J Cole is a married man with a kid. Lyrically, what he's talking about, Lil Pump ain't gonna understand until like what ten years from now, when you get older. And I know a lot of people probably, you know, view J. Cole's, you know, message as a get off my lawn type thing. But it it really is just kind of a he's making an assessment based off what he's seeing. And you don't even have to agree with it. It's just that's what he's doing. So um, I think that's what's really uh, great about with what he did with his album that came out. Um, So. I think moving forward, especially when you hear, you know, Kendrick's new project coming out and you hear uh, Drake's new projects coming out, those guys look to, to be the leaders and push this thing forward. Um, as far as I, I've read a, um, a quote by Steve Stout. Now, Steve Stout is an interesting figure because he's undoubtedly successful. He's been a part of a lot of brands and he's worked with a lot of different people in the music industry. But um, from when I read his last quote on J. Cole, it came across as a critique, a very harsh one at that. And he's an interesting figure because, you know, I've watched some things about him, especially in regards to, to Damon Dash. And I know he hasn't had the best track record with people who who he thinks don't really love this art form. So I, I know when I watched an interview with, with Dame Dash, uh, actually about maybe a week or so ago, that was his, his, his critique on Steve Stout, but... I don't want to get too much into that from the personal standpoint because that's obviously between those two. But what Dane Dash said is true is that, you know, it's not a racial thing. Both things could be true where, you know, you could take someone like a Steve Stout and take someone like a Lear Cohen and they can make money and monetize something that they don't have no love for and, and make a profit of it. And, and that's fine as long as they don't masquerade around that they love it. And that and 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 that that'll be okay too. There's a lot of people that own a lot of things that they don't eat, drink, wear, would be known to even want to be remotely linked to it, but they they have ownership in it or they invest in it and they make money off it and that's fine. There's people that own a vegan restaurant that probably don't eat vegan food or own a McDonald's or a Carl's Jr. or wherever and they don't participate in buying it. But they know people will monetize it and wanna patronize it so those people would continue to invest and you got people that always continue to buy so that's cool but to i think the critical assessment that he made on on j cole was pretty much making that kind of a claim that 
he's not really pushing things forward. And it's like, you may not agree with his overall message, but you definitely can't say that he isn't making an impact and pushing pushing it forward from a culture standpoint because he is one of the, the gold standards of music today. And, and another thing to kind of always think about too, especially when you start making those assessments is when we, when you go back to say people that just make fun rap, like when you look at Playboy Cardi, that Magnolia song, that's a fun, catchy song. You know, I don't look at him and think he's necessarily trying to uh, make fun of or make a mockery. He's just trying to make a fun song that people will dance to and it'll get played on radio and people will hear it in clubs. I don't think, you know, you attacking him for that and saying like, hey, I think he's hurting the culture. It's like, well, no, it's 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 a pocket. It's kind of going back to that movie reference. It's an opening weekend type record. And who knows, it may last and it may not last, but it, it's room for it, you know, because I don't really need every rapper to make music that reminds me of what uh, the golden age of hip hop was to me. I know that was kind of mentioned. Um, I talked about this, I think, uh, with somebody earlier on Instagram about that, too, when they were talking about influencers and they brought up Kanye and Chief Keef, and they are influential figures. I don't dismiss that, but, you know, from a lyric standpoint, I don't really hear people, like, talking about them that way. And my assessment was is that Tupac is still the most influential person in hip-hop because that person, in terms of who people emulate the most, it's always stems to Tupac. Whether it's Rick Ross, Jay-Z, it's, it's multiple artists that they'll still try and find ways to be linked to Tupac's legacy and he was just you know he was on a different planet to even just reduce him to being the greatest rapper of all time would be an insult to him just honestly because there's never been someone who's been more mimicked before you can say Jay-Z's the greatest all-around businessman you can say that but to say lyrically you know like that he's better than Pac it's an acquired taste but I would lean towards towards Tupac Song Cry is great by Jay-Z. It's not Dear Mama. You know, it's not Brenda's, you know, it's not Brenda's Got a Baby. It's not Keep Your Head Up. And that's fine, too. But, you know, when you looked at Tupac, he looked like someone that was really in your neighborhood. That really cared more about his people than he cared about himself. And so when you had those two narratives, those people will always kind of be at odds with one another. Because they'll never truly relate to each other. They're just in two different mindsets. And a lot of times those guys are who you need to move things forward anyway. Because someone like Jay-Z is someone that, hey, from a business standpoint, you do need him. And he knows who he is. And and that's something that, you know, low pump can take from a Jay-Z, knowing who you are. He's a 17-year-old that's just making fun music. That's that's fine. That's cool. Soldier Boy became a millionaire at 15 off one song. You don't have to like the song. I mean, I respect his his hustle. It's just when those guys kind of didn't want to get into the whole their top MC. I remember they used to do those top MC lists a lot. That used to always be the debate about lyrics versus impact versus relevancy all the time. And I remember it was one year where 
I think they had the game on the list. And they're like, hey, well, you know, if it's lyrics, he's probably top three, top two. But if we're talking about his impact, we'll have him like at, they had him like five or six or I don't know if they moved. He was like number four one year. But the game had like a two or three year stretch where like he was literally up there lyrically at one point where he was arguably in that top spot. Especially coming off of the documentary when he did One Blood. But he's someone, again, he comes from that same previous generation where lyrics matter. The branding of where he came from mattered. And he stayed true to what his demographic and his audience was. You know, when people flipped out when he says, I don't do, you know, button-up shirts or drive Maybachs, he's relating that to where he's from. You don't, you're not seeing guys in this neighborhood like that. That's not a diss. That's a, a reality play. And, um... And oftentimes, that's another thing we got to get better at. When someone makes an assessment, it's not always hating. It's not always hating all the time. It's just they're making, you know, an assessment based off the facts that they have. And I don't think necessarily for, for J. Cole, he necessarily has a bitterness towards them. I know it may come across as that. But I think he's just trying to tell you a story of where he's at. And a lot of the times what he was doing beforehand, say seven, eight years ago, He's not in that same mind frame. Like, the song with him and, and Trey Song seems so far away now that you don't even really think that much about that version of J. Cole anymore because he's evolved and grown. Now, I don't know if Lil Pump will be around five, ten years from now. He very well may still be. He might still be making music. You know, people forget Chameleon Air made millions of dollars and started investing in, like, I think, tech companies, and he lives off that. You know, he never was planning on being a long-term rapper. And that's cool, too. You know, it's a it's a good thing to see that, you know, people can, you know, work in a particular field, grow in it, uh, have success in it, and then they can move on to other ventures. You know, everybody's aspiring to do that kind of stuff. But uh, I do think what happened this past week is a actually, you know, interesting uh, thing with J. Cole's album, especially... In regards to Kanye, because Kanye, when earlier this week when he made the comment that he feels like J. Cole's always dissing him, he sounded kind of hurt by that. And if you look back at Cole's last record when he says, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a mistake to meet your heroes because ultimately they let you down. You know, I think he's been probably disappointed with this version of Kanye. And Kanye is a, is a great example of that. Kanye was being true to himself when you first saw the college dropout. You know, when you look at late registration and the graduation and that time period of Kanye was probably the, the best years of Kanye you'll, you'll ever see at that point. He still has made really good music. I, you can't take that away from him, but his impact and his influence overall for the hip hop culture, it will never be what it was 10 years ago. Just because it's just it's too many outside elements now that's around him that it, it doesn't help his, his case. That the late registration album is arguably his best album. Flashing Lights is arguably, in my opinion, probably his best song. Like that song is still, when they play it on the radio, is incredible to hear. But as far as with him, I don't think he'll ever get back to that point. And it's fine. You don't have to, you know, no one's going to maintain a peak level with that. Thinking about what that one guy said to me on Instagram about Chief Keith, though. Is interesting because I know he he definitely had like a good couple of years where I definitely was aware of him and I heard of him and I listened to some of his songs, but I just maybe it was just me. I just never really 
got into most of his music. The songs I did hear from him were pretty good, though. The songs I did, but I think around that time, I in the 20, what, 2014, 2015 range, I was probably listening more so to Big Sean at the time, which that dude is, and I said that this earlier, I think he's probably the most charismatic rapper you have out here today where he can balance being entertaining and having lyrics at the same time. And there's not that many that can do that. But yeah, those are just those are just some of my thoughts on that in particular. So I think it's been like a really good, interesting week. Check out my man D's podcast. He's going to be touching on this. I know he's covering the Rapture, the third episode of the Rapture right now. Definitely go check him out. Listen to him on his pod. I want to thank you guys for your time. I look forward to doing more of these in the future. Um, and some of these may stretch out some longer, some not. You know, everyone's juggling a bunch of things at you know once. So to listen to somebody ramble for 20, 30 minutes is could be sometimes a stretch, but definitely in the future I'd like to do more of these and maybe do it with another person too to keep talk, keep the conversation going. But I thank you guys for your time. Thank you for listening. Could you be more specific? And I'll see you guys soon. Peace.